0: You are now tuned into FNL Radio. Get back the
1: noise! Get back the noise! Yeah! Run for cover, motherfucker! No, sir. <laughs>
2: Hey, what is up, everybody? I know y'all missed our voices, but we are back, everyone. Um, even though it's September and we've been um missing for a little minute, but we are back, everybody. Welcome to FNL Radio. It's your boy Doc. Got Monique on the other end as well, everyone.
0: Hey there, all my loves. How is everybody doing out there tonight? Yes,
2: everyone. So we're doing something a little different. So, of course, we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled programming again months later. But we are going to um do we're doing the spinoff right now. So, you know, every time you listen to FNL radio, we have at the end of the show, normally we'll have our watch what we're watching with FNL. But now we decided, you know what, let's go ahead and do just a spin-off of it, do a, just a standalone version of the show. So we're going to give you your FNL radio, where we're going to talk about what we've been up to this whole summer, you know, give our whole long introduction, what we've been up to and whatnot. But for now, we're going to go ahead and just do a new little show for you all called What We're Watching with FNL. And tonight's very first episode of What We're Watching with FNL is going to be about Real hotspots of Potomac, everybody, right in our backyards here in the DMV.
0: Yeah, so we just decided. Listen, everybody else is weighing in and giving their opinion. Been talking about um, Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, you guys know we talked about this, um, in previous shows how the um the premiere was pushed back for a couple months due to COVID. So mm-hmm. it's finally back on. I think we're what on episode nine. Um, and this is. Well this was the episode I guess that that everybody's been waiting for everybody's been anticipating sitting sitting on the edge of their seats um and so it kind of gave a deep dive into um the fight and that good dragization between Monique and um, Candace did it bastard. So um, we wanted to just kind of weigh in, give our perspective, talk about um, you know the show and what we've been watching and what we've been viewing. Um, I have some strong opinions. Um, I'm going to hold them until the end.
1: <laughs>
0: so okay, y'all. Let's jump right on into the mess. So yeah. Reggie, where do you want to start? <laughs> do you want to sip some of this piping hot tea first from Monique's ex best friend Gigi about that good monique and this trainer um or do you want to weigh in on last night's episode first of the real heifers of Potomac and save <laughs> miss Gigi for the end of the show whatever you want to do you know this your show honey I just oh, you.
2: <laughs> you have executive producer credits um
0: uh. oh do or oh, do I have to pull a Mariah hook and sue your ass <laughs>
2: Okay, nige <laughs> <laughs>
0: I sent you this video um, this morning, Reggie. So I guess around the end of last week, a video dropped of Monique's, uh, Monique Samuel. You guys know she's on The Real Housewives of Potomac, um, of her former best friend, Gigi. And we actually saw her on the um, season. I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before last. But Gigi was spilling some tea about that good Monique and this trainer. So, Reggie, you know, I have always, always told you, I've told my <laughs> aunt, I've told anybody that I discussed this show with, I've told my best friend, Amber, this shit about Monique and his trainer did not just fall out of the sky. It did not, did not just come out of the thin air. Now, I know they were stating that Sharice um, was responsible for spreading this shit around town. And then Giselle had her nose in and she was talking about it all in the confessionals. But I kept telling you that there was something, you know, in, in the words of good old Mama Joyce, honey, where well, there's a smoke, <laughs> there's some motherfucking fire. Yes. And I knew that this shit didn't just drop out of thin air. Nobody in the day now, according to Monique, these girls are going to, you know, to the ends of the earth and back to i guess spray her to pretty much um you know do it all they can to get her off of the show pretty much by making her quick they make um by making her quick they making up rumors about her stating the baby chase is in christmas <laughs> um she's running around here having affairs this that and the third um but again I knew that this shit didn't just drop out of thin air. I think that, you know, kind of once it came out, I guess the baton got passed to Sharice. She <laughs> spread it and started talking about it with some of the people in Potomac. Then the baton got passed to Giselle. We all <laughs> know that Giselle is messy. She loves yeah, she some mess. Loves- she loves some <laughs> pipe of High Tea. So, you know, this is again to deflect from the shit that go on between her and Jamal yeah, and whatever, yeah, Jamal and whatever <laughs> the fuck else she got going on in her life. But <laughs> again, I'm going to say it, I've been saying that this shit did not drop out of thin air. So, G- nope. so Gigi goes on on this video and you guys can check out I think it was what the Empress channel is where we got yeah. this information from Um, the youth and so Gigi did a YouTube video I will tell you guys if you guys want to check it out you got to listen closely yes. because there is a lot of background noise in the video so it's kind of hard to understand yeah but- <laughs> I don't
1: know if she's driving
2: through the tunnel or something but you got to listen very closely <laughs>
0: So <laughs> that, what title? So Gigi, you know, on this video, she goes on to say that one night her and Monique um they went out to a club. And according to Gigi, Monique is drunk boots. Now mm. that I can't believe because yes. it is no secret that Monique can drink and she can uh hang with the best of them. <laughs> her ass loves to take them back. And you know, yeah. Ashley's messy ass told y'all that. But the season <laughs> four last talk yeah. about how the girl was in a car accident. She was so drunk. Um, then they went a couple different places and Monique stated she had about six or seven drinks, or Ashley stated that Monique had about six or seven drinks there. And then, you know, and I kept saying this that particular season, she got so upset with Ashley about telling those girls about, you know, her drinking and her situation. But every time we looked, she had a bottle in her damn hand or a fresh right. glass of wine in her hand. Remember they went to the bowling alley,
1: mm-hmm. bought her
0: own bottle of wine and opened the bitch with her teeth. <laughs> so I, I can't believe all of this. So according to Gigi, Monique's trainer was at this club and now the way Gigi talks sounds as if Monique introduced introduced the two of them for the first time at this club. Now it's unclear if I guess the trainer just happened to be at this club and they ran into, or Monique ran into him at this club, or if they had been kind of kicking it and you know, this was a planned meetup type situation. But anyway, Gigi states that you know, Monique was so drunk that she was dancing and she was dropping it low, spreading it wide, she was showing her underwear, she was all over this trainer. And, and according to Gigi, um, I guess another friend of theirs was, was with them. According to Gigi, um, she kept trying to pull Monique away from the trainer. And Monique, you know, would, would kind of laugh it off and just, you know, it was kind of like, oh, girl, ain't nothing to it. We just having fun, this, that, and the third. But according to Gigi, basically, you know, Monique was, intoxicated to the point she felt like that she couldn't have a drink because somebody kind of needed to watch Monique. She states that she was all over this trainer to the point where it was making her uncomfortable. Um, Again, she tried to pull her away a couple times. She, you know, kind of laughed it off. You know, once she would kind of pull her away from the trainer, she would go back over there and start talking to the man all over the man once again. So she states that she called her husband and Reg, you can tell me if I'm leaving anything out. I'm just kind of going from memory, you know, from when I watched the video. I watched it a couple times today. Um, you know, got you guys know I turned 40. Um, this past <laughs> June, so gonna, my memory is what it was when I was 39. <laughs> but, you know, the the young lady was stating that basically, you know, she was uncomfortable, so she called her husband. Now, let me say this: Gigi states that her and Monique. Are obviously, or were best friends. She states that Chris is like a brother to her. She considered him her brother. She mm-hmm. states that her husband was also very, very close to... Um, Chris as well and you know her husband considered Monique like a sister so she states that she end up calling her husband and telling her husband you know basically you know we're in this club she's all over this dude is making me uncomfortable you know I don't want no shit I'm not down with the mess So, you know, I just don't know what to do. I've tried to get her to come out of here. I've tried to get her away from this guy. You know, she's not stopping with her behavior. So I'm not sure what to do. So kind of gets kind of crazy because she states her husband then who, then in turn, I don't know if her husband was it, it's unclear. This is unclear as well. I don't know if her husband at the time when she called her husband, if he was with Chris or what, but she stated that Chris was at a club not too far from where they were at. So I'm like, Well, who was at the fuck home with well, goddamn kids and shit? Yes. Who who was with them if y'all is y'all out at the club? She states her husband lets Chris know that you know Monique is basically. You know, at the club down the street, she done had one too many. She had a little wild. Um, Gigi kept using the words; um, they were very close for comfort. Now, if you remember, Giselle used that same term <laughs> yeah. in her confessional as well. But Monique is um, too close for comfort. Too close for comfort with this guy. They are very comfortable in their behaviors with each other. So you need to come get her. You need to come get her. So apparently this is what Giselle said this is how big boy found out he (laughs) came to the club got her out the club or whatever and took her home so according to Gigi the next day I guess Chris calls her because oh let me say this Gigi states that you know she started to record Monique. Now listen, now I don't know what kind of best friend this is, honey. I didn't had a best friend for over 20 years. And Amber ain't never recorded me doing <laughs> nothing that I ain't had no business doing. I will say that she thinks that the reason why she did it, I guess you know, as girlfriends, you know, y'all get home the next day when you sober up, y'all talk about it. Hey, girl, you know, you was on one, you was on a thousand, honey. You know, let me tell you what she was doing. She was drunk. She may not remember the next day. So she claims that she recorded her just to kind of show her, you know, well, if she didn't believe her. Yes, here is the proof. This is what you were doing, type thing. Yeah. She states that the next day. Um, she talks to Chris I think she states that Chris called her and so she states that she told Chris listen I don't know what's going on between the two of you all I don't know if Monique feels like that she is lacking something in the relationship something you are not giving to her something you are not doing for her but whatever the issues that exist between the two of you all you need to fix it because okay this behavior is it, it's, it's not a good behavior so sh- according to Gigi she states that that is the one thing that she regrets doing she states that I guess you know in so many in so many words I guess if she had to do it all over again she probably wouldn't have gone that far and told Chris that portion about Monique's behavior so um then it kind of I'm assuming she was doing this live so she started I'm assuming looking at the comments that were coming up on live and people were stating stuff like well you are you know seems like you're doing this to be messy it seems like you're doing this because you're jealous of Monique and according to her she's not jealous of Monique at all Monique don't have nothing that she won't need or this that, and the third she's always been independent she's always been on her own she, you know if her and her husband got divorced today she could stand on her own two feet now we all remember Monique's first season on the show she tells how she gets to DC she states that basically she's from New Jersey she wanted to be a rapper she came to DC because she thought that she was gonna get this rap career now according to Gigi Monique was on the payroll she was actually a personal assistant to um Chris she states that Chris actually had a girlfriend Mm-hmm. when Monique met him again Monique was his personal assistant she insinuated that basically you know and this is what I took from it when Monique's plan, which all kind of makes sense and some other things that I've also been saying to you Reggie as to why Monique has been going on these campaigns and you know they've been she's been doing these IG lives to defend you know her marriage and things like that Sounds as if to me that when I guess maybe the rap thing did not, you know, pan out the way she planned. Now, I don't know why she was in the process of trying to become a rapper if she was working for Chris, you know, at the time, or if, you know, after it did not work out, she figured she had to get her some type of job. And that's when she started working for Chris. But at any rate, according to Gigi, he had a girlfriend. Monique was, Monique kind of broke them up Um, she states that Monique you know knew pretty much because she was his personal assistant she knew a lot of his personal information as far as finances things like that where she did not know she states that the both of them looked his information up looked to see how much he was worth and basically she insinuated that Monique went after him took him from his girlfriend because she needed basically a plan that she was trying to get chosen mm-hmm so you know it 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 was a lot to take in, but she kind of states you know obviously that they're no longer friends because of this situation, um and pretty much it 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 is what it is. Now what I will say is I guess I can you tell me what you think and then I'm gonna give you my opinion and the way I look at it.
2: So the way I look at it with everything. You know, when, you know, again, like you said, when I know for me, when, when my best friends when, or, you know, when we out and stuff like that, I'm always typically the one that sobers up really quickly because I'm always the responsible one. I'm the one that makes sure everyone is good because I don't want no problems, no issues. So there are times I will record my friends like, you know, this is how you are when you drunk and stuff like that, just so they'll know next time, don't be out here embarrassing me in these streets or get locked up for uh, some behavior. So, I see in that, you know, respect why you would record your friends, but if you are going to use this information to hold it against your friend because y'all got a little, you know, situation now, and because you knew, you know, even if your friend is doing something foul, that's like stuff you kind of keep, you know, keep to yourself, like, amongst your friends. Like, you don't just be like, okay, even though I look at Chris like a brother, I'm still telling her, now you regret it. And I mean, you knew what you was doing. If you going to tell someone their spouse what's going on, you know what the issue's going to be after that. So, I mean, I see... I don't understand why she had to go and put Monique out like that, but then Monique at the same time, too, you know, when you do your dirt, it's always going to come to the light, you know, so...
0: It... Yeah, so, you know, here like you said here here's the thing like you said you know now is this something that Gigi probably should have taken with her to the grave could be mm-hmm. here is the other thing now or was she really concerned about her? And like, well, look, bitch, you look, You came into the relationship with nothing. Because also, according to her, you know, what we see on TV is kind of just, that's just it. She states that, you know, Monique didn't live this lifestyle. She wasn't, you know, rocking red bottoms. She didn't have Gucci. She didn't have Prada. She didn't have the latest Birkin bags and things like that when they were dating. She mm-hmm. said that Monique didn't really kind of I guess profit, and um, kind of start seeing the what do you, what was the term I want to use, start <laughs> seeing the benefits of everything you know that Chris had to offer her until they were actually married. Which I understand that too. Maybe he was testing her to see was she in it for what she could get out of him, mm-hmm. or you know, and if and if she truly loved him. So I I get that. Like I said. You know part of me makes me wonder Okay did you do it because you were truly Concerned for her and You know were you truly Concerned for her and you really did not Want to see them break up And have any issues in their marriage And if so could there Have been a better way for you to You know could there have been a better way For you to handle the situation The bitch domestic part Is the fact that you then Went and then told her ex-castmates about right. what he was doing.
2: Exactly.
0: So, you know, I just I, I don't understand any of this. You know, does it make for some good tea? Absolutely, yes. Um You know, like I said, I will keep saying it. I will keep shouting it from the rooftops. <laughs> I knew that this story didn't just drop out of thin air. I think that there is some truth to it somewhere of along the along the way i mean and you know and again i like monique but everybody knows that she married that man chris ain't nothing to look at <laughs> so you know everybody and she's very attractive she's a pretty woman mm-hmm. and i think that um you know uh, i'm it's just what... gonna yeah i'm just gonna say it is what it is yeah. You oh know, you uh I could see her maybe messing around with the trainer. Now you had the babies by him just like Ashley you Know what she's doing with Michael. You done had the babies for, by him and I think that you learned to love him. But everybody know he ain't nothing attractive to, to look at. If I had to fuck him I'd probably have to put a paper bag for <laughs> his head
2: or you know. Or something. Yeah. It remind me of Shrek and Fiona before Fiona turned into an ogre herself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it's, it's kind of bizarre or whatever. And like I said, that kind of goes back to that whole thing of, you know, this whole campaign that she had going on with all these lives and things like that and you know with him in the background because I get it and like I told you before if I was in her same situation I probably would have done the same thing I knew that coming into this marriage I didn't have anything and I know that you know if he gonna divorce me over grounds of infidelity and, and especially something that I did I know that I stand the chance of even though I got all these kids and stuff I stand the chance of not getting you know yeah. Oh. You know, that, can, that can be held against me so I'm right. going to do whatever I can do and then it's embarrassing y'all are on national TV and this is the same bullshit that your mama was trying to tell you about this girl in the first place you see when I, you see where I'm going with this so you, you see where I'm going with this mm-hmm. so it's, it's all of those things combined so I get it I probably would have done the same thing because the more I get on TV the more I get on the labs the more I defend my husband the more you know I defend my marriage I defend my relationship and the more I do it with him present it shows to him either you know if it was true that I'm really really remorseful about it I'm sorry yeah I would be on my John Gray if I was her (laughs) you know what I'm saying because I know what I I know what I stand to lose or whatever you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so you know um, like I said, I I just I, I knew something won't right. I think that this season, this whole perfect relationship and this whole perfect Patty, like that shit, you know. Remember on, you know what? Why did I get married too? I thought yeah. to um, Patricia and her husband, you know, were the best things since sliced bread. But every marriage <laughs> has problems. Every, no marriage is perfect.
2: Exactly, exactly. But then the other thing too is, and I. Mentioned this. Um, I probably said this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago on one of the episodes of um Potomac. But y'all in the DMV, that's DC for those who's listening, that's out of the area, that's DC, Maryland, and Virginia. And
0: Virginia, mm-hmm.
2: it's so small, like that circle is so small up against these three well, two states in the um little situation Um, DC, the situation, but it's always going to be a lot of people are going to know everything because that's right in the backyard that's so people are going to know all the information so you're going to be caught out here in these streets regardless if you do your dirt by your lonesome or if you're out here just spreading it out to everybody else so it was going to bound to come out but the fact that Gigi told again like you said
0: Sharice <laughs> and then you got to remember Sharice has what you know a very very um very, very much a presence in yep. the Potomac area. Mm-hmm. You know, her and Eddie and how long they had been together, how long they had lived in the area. So she knew who to pass it to and she know who liked the mess. Char- right. And then Sharice know who also likes the mess and that would be Giselle Giselle who who likes to mess that would be Robin and there you have it you know what I'm saying so it's like a baton that kept getting passed now do I think it was absolutely wrong if they made up this whole story about this girl and this baby and this girl and about this baby, and they were gonna, you know, plot against her and tell everybody that, um, that baby wasn't Christmas. Now, that was fucked up if that, you know, if that truly is true. Mm-hmm. And then there was something, um, uh, when the season first aired, um, there was also some talks about, um, and this is that same girl, Gigi, um, when Monique had that miscarriage there was something about she was going around and stating that that wasn't necessarily a miscarriage she had an abortion because that baby was not Chris's baby and they stated that it was an abortion so Mm -hmm. you know again I don't know if Gigi is (laughs) now I don't know if this was your (laughs) bottom bitch your main bitch your good girlfriend or whatever it was seems like she know a lot of shit and got a lot of shit on you it don't seem like she gonna take that shit to the grave and mm-hmm. I don't know what the fallout between the two was you know people fall out you know what I'm saying Gigi I don't know if her husband you know is a ex NFL player and they have what Monique and them have you know and then also people latch on to you because they jealous of you as well because it sounds like um, you know because according to Gigi Monique was in her wedding and she was in Monique's wedding or whatever you know maybe she is maybe she is jealous maybe she's not who knows but again like I said you know it's one of those things if you were really truly concerned you know about her and about her marriage and you know and and you know wanting them to stay together wanting them to be together why would you then go and um pass this information on to Sharice when you knew it was going to spread like a wildflower Right.
2: A wildfire. Sorry. Do we know the uh, timeline of their friendship? Like they were friends for like a couple of years, or they just met and they called themselves best friends already? Well-
0: When Monique came, you know, when she was on that episode, because Monique's mama was on the episode too. Remember Monique Mm -hmm. did something for a charity event and, um, she went to go pick out a gown for the event. Like it might've been all three of them went to go pick out gowns for the event. And she was just stating that Gigi was her best friend, um, um you know she's the one basically who knows all of her you know secrets and things like that um she kind of i think she stated she was like one of the first people that she met when she got to dc
2: yeah because you know monique from jersey so you know my there's some cool people in jersey you know i got family from jersey but jersey give me a little itchy feeling you know jersey just don't sit right with my spirit a lot of the time because i got the carjack and stuff up in jersey and um that's for another day, another story. But my <laughs> thing is with um Monique is and this just in general for anybody that's listening, y'all gotta be careful who you call your friends. Like just cause you just met her, I'm not gonna tell all my secrets to someone I just met, even though I just met if it was ten years ago. If I don't know you from childhood, I can't trust you. I'm not gonna hold my information with you or my secrets with you unless I can really know for sure that you're not gonna go back and spread it to everybody else and be mm-hmm. messy about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: yeah. And, and then my other thing was now when you doing this stuff and you felt comfortable doing these things, you know, in front of her, around her, with her, because you thought that you all were friends. And like you mm-hmm. said, you know, everybody ain't your friends. And yeah. you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, and I think that is a lesson that that you'll always learn. You know, at yeah, you're going to learn it the hard way and, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying, that sometimes you, you sometimes you learn it well up until your 60s and your 70s, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I know it was messy for you to, you know, for you to um, tell Sharice this information and then especially if you told her this information after you all fell out. Because she never kind of gives an account of what happened and why they are no longer friends. right? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if this information was given to Sharice after they fell out, which it sounds like it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then that goes to that whole, um, you know, Jennifer and Tammy and Shani and them. Um, you know what yeah. I saying? Mean? And Evelyn, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, how uh, <laughs> once, um, you know, Evelyn got in uh, Jennifer's face with that bottle and was going to crack her over the head <laughs> and then she went and told everybody about that child to take care of her daughter and the girl was at home 13 years old paying,
1: <laughs> paying the bills
0: like that and yes. paying the light bill and the and the and the water bill and shit like that <laughs> so you know again like you said you also got to be careful who, what you, who you do your dirt around because you never know what's going to happen
2: exactly and you know for sure this is going to again it's going to bring another you know Hard spot when the uh, time for the finale, not the finale, but the um, reunion that happened because you know they're going to bring it up. Um, so we're just going to see what happens. I don't know if this, <laughs> and, and that's the crazy part too. Sharice is not even on the show no more. And she just appeared on one episode at on the premiere.
0: And all this foolishness and fuckery. But just like Monique kept saying, you know, this was a plot for her to get back on the show. No bitch, I knew that this shit did not come out of thin air. Like mm. my said, bitch where there's some smoke, there's some goddamn fire.
2: Exactly. So, Monique Samuels, you know, Chris worth $17 million. So I see why, you know, you want to deny, deny, deny. But, you know, <laughs> got I if, if,
0: if I understand, bitch? If you sneak around, cause look at him. I understand, <laughs> bitch, but you just got to be more careful about who you choose to do it with and who you choose to do it around. Yes,
2: yeah. get you some friends that don't got no social media, cause that's the other thing too, Gigi. I understand you want to get your point across, but you ain't got to put her out like that. Like you can tell her like she, she had no her panties were showing the stuff in the club, you know, <laughs> like. She was drinking and throwing them back and everything like that. You don't got to talk about how drunk she was. I mean, at the end of the day, she's a mother too. So you got, you know, you gonna be even though we're virtually home now, you gonna have her at the PTA meetings looking all crazy, like, oh, she drinking that? How, how much now? The
0: yeah, okay. petty the one dollar. Like, do I need
2: to call CPS because none, uh, Chris or Monique wasn't at home with the kids, and who was that? Are they watching themselves? Okay, that
0: little grown ass girl. She probably. <laughs> And everybody that's, that's, that's her smart ass mouth, She probably watching everybody that brings the T'Challa, the baby, the little boy, the little boy, the oldest. This, this bitch got a smart ass mouth. Yeah, she probably, she hit this yeah. somebody one time it was on the, in the face. Like, yeah, she is bad as shit. So she's yeah. probably at home watching everybody. Yes, T'Challa on the toilet and shit. Yeah, so yeah, like you said, you know, they looking at you all crazy at the PC. A, B, yeah, I think that was a bit, but she had she was dancing to that. She was showing the drawers. I was like, "What?"
1: Yes, you know, but again, we, we
0: but again, I mean, it's not far fetched,
2: right? Because she, she, uh, she from Jersey,
0: and y'all, this is all allegedly because we don't want yeah. exactly. to get. too especially I just story I just told I about that. this good character but that's what she said but you know she said that though she said that um mm-hmm. so
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: but you guys if you guys you know have not checked out that video you guys can go I believe it's the um, Empress channel you guys can go there and check that out and you guys tell us what you think about Miss Gigi honey
2: right and GJ, are you trying to get a spot on the show too? You trying to be a friend of a friend that season? Are you trying to audition with this information real quick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, honey, so you want to take it on to the episode? Yes.
2: Yeah, so of course, the episode came on, and um, it, this was and per you know, this is all what Bravo does all the time. and Deisha and everybody at Bravo always do this. When you know it's going to lead up to something, they talk about in the next episode that's going to happen. It don't happen till two seconds before the show ends, and then we got to wait till next week to be continued. So before we get to all of that, why Monique and uh, Candace had a blowout, Candace kicked off the show, and I was like, okay, Candace, I was side-iron her real quick, because, you know, when you have the housewives that like to sing, sometimes you got to be very careful with them. You know, we had Kim... Zosia, so, yeah, Don't Be Tardy for the Party.
0: And The Rain Didn't Mean a Thing.
2: We had Port... The rain didn't mean a thing. Okay. And then um, we had Portia with Flatline... <laughs>
0: Oh damn! Like my Porsche. New man from Real Housewives in New York. She stayed with a goddamn song under Erica. her nose. Yes,
2: she stayed. Yes, uh, she keeps it
0: for every season. Yes.
2: Who was it? Erica, uh, Jane. Who else we got? Um, Erica Jane, of course Candy, but we don't count her.
0: Um, we can't count her. Um, uh,
2: the nigga Nathan had uh, Honey recently,
0: and then Monique also had a rap too. Oh, didn't yeah. Well, um, are we missing? Are missing anybody else? Who was it?
2: Um, Melissa and Jersey tried to um.
0: Oh, try to do a little, a little something,
2: something, real quick. Um, it's on tip of my t- I, I, It's playing in my head right now. Twirl. Um.
0: Oh,
2: can you? Can you? <laughs> so- but- I feel like it's someone else too.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably a couple more. Yeah, it, probably a couple more out there, but um,
2: you know we have
0: what, a, was, what was what was new as um her <laughs> the very <laughs> first one it was um money can't buy you class yeah money can't buy you class
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a um anthem if you will for some people because money can't buy you class at all. That's coming from Lou the Countess herself.
0: Yes, the Countess, her damn self. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Everybody else, I I remember. I,
1: <laughs> I, I remember
0: I, Melissa, but hers hers won't that great. Uh-uh. I her flat line. <laughs> Um what we had to remember when Demetra McKinney, I don't know if she yeah. count Count though.
2: Uh-uh. Um she uh-uh. don't really count. But I don't
1: think
2: that's
0: come on come on come on and get this <laughs> come on and get this
2: <laughs> but yes our, our housewives have had a um, nice little um, colorful musical career so Candace is the latest to be added to the list and hers didn't sound so bad so I forgot she did this little song at her wedding before uh, and the song is called um, I See You well she went the little go-go version of it real quick that you can listen to right to describe how much I love you
1: I don't know what tomorrow rings What songs to sing Show you you're my head ever-
2: Was a little shaky a little bit but she did what she had to do yeah
0: it it, it was better than what she sang at that wedding reception yeah. i can tell you that
2: yeah, so that's the go go remix shot of the dc you know that go with some ccb you know some mambo the sauce red, stuff.
0: the red essence honey
2: yeah so uh she went uh and did a little something so i was like okay candace i see you and so that just showed her in the studio it wasn't that much of a but that's what she just let us know for sure. For sure, she's done with the shits with Monique.
0: Yeah, and, and then the, and you know she loved it. That bitch loved to say happy birthday. So I'm assuming we yeah. gonna get a go go rendition of happy <laughs> birthday as well.
2: Yes, and then um, and then here we come for the next part. That damn Ashley Darby and Michael Darby. Now Michael was out here spreading it wide and laying it low. Well, let me see. Well,
0: let me go back to Candace. What I will <laughs> say, like I said, that back backing track sound real nice. And uh, What I will say is, at least the bitch ain't get on national TV at the late and Latavia Robertson Robinson. I feel like she was <laughs> scared to open her mouth and sing. I mean, she was giving us all kind of runs and vocals and falsettos and whatnot, if you will. Um, you know, and somebody stating they actually playing that on the radio up there, okay. so. Kind okay, of, you know, so so go ahead, Miss.
2: Well, WPGC. Okay, let me find
0: out. Yeah, so go ahead, Miss Candace. So um. You know, like you said, she did, you know, have a sit down after they were actually in the studio. She did have a sit down with Chris. And she tells Chris that she is pretty much done done with that Monique Samuels and her bullshit ass shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Then, like you said, we see Ashley and Michael pull up and they have a little sit down at the restaurant because they ain't want to argue in front of the old man, Mr. Baby <laughs> D. That <I> was like, <laughs> As Maybe. old as he looks, he could probably give y'all some a few tips and pointers <laughs> on how to best resolve y'all issues. <laughs> he looked like he'd been here before.
2: <laughs> yes, that baby look a splitting image of Michael and not in a good way. Like he looked like they're the same age, and that's a problem. But on that's so what happened when you have kids with old people. But anyway, so Ashley wanted to discuss the you know text messages because. Um, uh, she began, you know, they talked about it on the last episode by the fire pit because Monique tried to be nosy in that conversation, but it was an ABC conversation between uh Candace, Green Eye Bandit, and Ashley. And Monique tried to be all slick, but uh uh-uh, uh she wasn't having it. And that's why Monique is, I mean, Candace is mad too because she tried to tell Monique bye, she told Chris bye, and Monique want to play sleep on the couch.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk, I'm, we, I'm gonna get into that.
2: Yeah, so Ma- Michael tried to explain that he was drunk, that he was um you know he they went to the strip club I can remember the text from um old girl's friend was saying that um Michael was saying that he got a boyfriend and a wife. I was like okay player and that he um uh, was trying to find someone to go, go back to the hotel room. Well apparently there was in the Uber, went to the hotel. They were just making out and stuff. He said they ain't do nothing though he was drunk. He woke up realized that oh shit I'm in someone else's bed in the hotel so let me get up. And she was like, let me do a slick um, picture real quick while he was getting his phone and underwear um, all milky, soggy milky back and stuff showing in the picture. And that that was what it was. And Ashley was saying that, you know, she told him before if you want to cheat, then it's going to be the final round. It's the final showdown. And, you know, she's staying because she's pregnant now.
0: Well, first of all, You know, Ashley, this explains why the fuck Michael couldn't answer your goddamn phone call. Yes. You know, when Monique had your asses in the middle of nowhere. And then, you know, it seems to be, you know, Michael was fucking and getting fucked on. And then (laughs) Ashley, you know, i'm gonna just say to you, say this to you you know she i don't know whether she bought this old conjured up story that he gave her or what but i didn't been drunk a time or two and i didn't been to the holiday Inn, to the embassy suite and <laughs> the regency hell even okay. the red roof Inn with a person <laughs> of the opposite sex before and i um you know and whether i was drunk or not i knew and that person knew exactly what was about to be going down soon as the key card went through the goddamn door we knew what was going to be going on (laughs) and so you know again I don't understand how Michael if you ain't doing that with this woman you need to explain to us you know how you ended up in your goddamn underwear
2: right like and my thing is Ashley, I, you, you seem like a sweet girl. You know, you be in the shits a lot, too. But but <laughs> you to be put in this situation, time after time, season after season, to be embarrassed by this old-ass Australian man, to put you your name in the streets like this, make you look crazy. Last season, he was groping producers' asses and saying you wanna suck um, Juan's dick and everything. And in
0: the first season, remember when Katie Ross was up there with her boyfriend, she grabbed his boyfriend by the he grabbed um he grabbed Katie's boyfriend by the ass as well. And was very inappropriate with him. And right. then, you know, Michael, there's also some type of recording of you and this woman going around too. And basically she's telling you the child can't go to her house and fuck. I guess she either got a boyfriend and a husband. <laughs> um, and then he's and then I guess you're telling her that she can't come back to your house, and, and, and y'all can't fuck there either. So you know, to me, it sounds like y'all knew each other very, very, very well, and this a bitch you've been fucking around on, you know, for a while.
2: For well, a good minute.
0: Yeah. And, and- and then, like we said, you know, Michael did deny he he did deny telling anyone that he had a boyfriend and a wife, um, you know, and that's a bunch of lies too. I believe that right. you probably said that multiple times to multiple people on multiple occasions.
2: Yeah, and see, you got and talk about an entanglement. See, Michael, whoever your boyfriend is, you got a good one because he ain't not come out spilling your tea at all. So you got a good boyfriend in the DMV and DC area, Potomac. And Tyson's corner, wherever he's at, he's a good one because he's not telling your business. So you better keep paying him well. So Yeah, he must free. be
0: paying him very well. Exactly. And so, you know, Ashley, you know, she also reminds Michael of their of pretty much their open relationship. And, um, you know, Michael stated pretty much whenever, um, he has decided to sleep with you know another woman, Ashley's pretty much it's always been a a three way type situation. Um, and I guess it's, you know, Ashley and another woman and himself. So, you know, Ashley, you know, she, I guess since she's been getting her not-for-lazy moms zone recently, she's decided that she doesn't, you know, want to have any more threesomes and wasn't doesn't want to do this kind of, you know, open relationship type thing. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, Ashley told Michael, you know, basically, if she is blindsided by any more of Michael's bullshit and his shenanigans, it's going to be catastrophic for their relationship then Michael proceeds to go off on the production crew which I don't understand he goes off on his producer stating that he wanted to cut the film and he started stating that basically he's giving them you know or basically giving the world enough of his um life and you know shared enough information I guess they were not supposed to come out and and say these things on camera they didn't want anybody to know about this um I guess, you know, this, like you said, entanglement situation that they had going on. But Mm. everybody could look at y'all first season and tell something was not right about y'all. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew that Ashley, once again, you know, another situation where she married somebody for money. Um, You know, everybody knew about this old bizarre-ass prenup. Mm -hmm. or whatever that she was holding for, holding on for, for dear life. She had some kids, obviously, so she could get a little bit more. She pregnant again. So, you know, but again, the fact that again, like, like we said, you know, before when season one, when she grabbed that man by the bussy, <laughs> Ross's, you know, boyfriend, and she did not seem to get upset. It did not seem to, you know, I would have slapped a piss, you know, out my husband. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, she wasn't faced by it, it's like oh, she, she Yeah,
0: she did not seem to be upset by that. Then, you know, the comments that he made about, you know, Juan and being nice looking and he would do whatever with him, because we damn sure know he was gonna <laughs> talk about Ray or or Chris. So you know what I'm saying? Or the other Chris. So uh, he won't talk about Chris Samuels or the other Chris. (laughs) And you know, he damn sure don't want nothing to do with Ray. So again, she seemed to be comfortable. So everybody kind of always figured, you know, and at least knew in the back of our minds that they had some type of situation going on. She's been open, you know, about her and her sexuality and things like that. And that's another reason why, you know, the first two seasons, why Karen couldn't stand her (laughs) (laughs) and you know even Giselle and Robin thought she was very um, you know risque she you know would just fly off the handle and say things that were inappropriate remember Mm -hmm. um, Karen told her she didn't even want her around her daughter (laughs) remember she was gonna cause she was you know at the time when she started she was closer to Karen's daughter in age than she was to the rest of them and she was supposed to do stuff with Karen's daughter
1: Uh, yeah
0: yeah, do some pets, pa- do something with their Karen was like, "Nah, bitch, I don't want you hanging around my daughter because your ass is wild as shit, and this, you know, you are not. Um, you know, you don't have no filter about the things that you and your husband do. So everybody kind of knew it was always in the back of everybody's head. Exactly. So then we move on To Miss Monique um, Who now has an office space For her Not For Lazy Moms Business and brand Um, She also states that she is going to have An event Shout out to our Letitia
1: Scott
0: (laughs) Coming up Coming up up where she's going to do A live podcast So at this point According to Monique and what, according to her people, they have only sold 20 tickets out of the 300 tickets that they need to sell. So Monique states that Karen and Ray will be will be guest speakers on the panel as well as Candace and Chris. And they will be given like a newlywed and honeymoon perspective on things. But then she shades Candace stating that she doesn't know what kind of advice that Candace and Chris can give. Considering how Chris and Candace have been Married for a year now, and they've never been on a honeymoon.
2: Yes, she will never let. She will let us know that every time. Never been now. On-
0: yeah, now, Monique, I'm going to say this, you know, that's a childish ass dig you took because you invited Monique and Chris to be on your little panel prior to finding out that the bitch had befriended Charisse, mm-hmm. And so, I feel like you knew when you invited her and Chris to be on that panel and to speak that they had not taken a honeymoon. So, <laughs> you know, Monique, I'm I'm going to tell you like Mariah told Jackie, bitch, you'll slip <laughs> and start the motherfucking show. So what would you think about that, Reggie? I, child. Like,
2: you knew, is that, like you said, you knew all of this before, you know, she was all good and great to come on your podcast, but now that she can't come, you're going to start throwing shots at her now. Now you don't like her. Now you're going to keep bringing up that she, her and Chris never been on the honeymoon yet and everything like that. And the other thing, too, is because you don't got an office space. That's nothing but a gather um, office space where you pay $10 a month and you have a little tweet real quick. <laughs> So, you think, huh. but, that, <laughs> but you were spending $200,000 on an event. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah we're going we to talk about that, too. Oh, yes.
2: So, uh, you can go into that now, because Monique, Monique you're the highlight of this show for every well, for
0: <laughs> We ain't going to talk about the green Eye bandits real quick, how they settle the people furnished.
2: Yeah. So, no. but Monique, that $200,000, though, for that event. It was even worth it. You should have had this shit at the uh, Sheraton um, banquet hall real quick and called the They had 30 people come in, have a nice little chicken or uh, fish meal uh, option, and had a little banquet table with the white cloth uh, stapled across the tables, the fold-up tables at that, and then just had a little panel right there with your microphone.
1: What you need to do it the time. most
0: You need to get in touch with Lisa, Lisa the Cold Cloud. That bitch can show you how to put a weird conference. (laughs) Get you and get the get the people out, honey. Exactly. But okay, so the green
2: Baltimore Harbor. But yes, what? Not bandits.
0: So the green-eyed bandits they met up at a scaled-down version of West Elm. (laughs) You know to look for furniture to put on Giselle's wish list for her nine hundred thousand (laughs) dollar (laughs) tear down. So, and then, you know, Giselle and Robin, they proceed to pop a squat and stretch out <laughs> across these people's furniture that they tried to sell.
2: Look, when I saw that, I was like, wait, now nah, y'all, y'all got, you know, she said, Robin, I mean, not what Robin,
0: like, Giselle." Hey, I was like, what?
2: Yeah, Giselle put her knee in the chair, and, you know, getting real comfortable. I'm like, ma'am, you are in the damn furniture store okay
0: now and so then robin proceeds to tell giselle how monique acted like a whole ass fool because candace and giselle but monique's anger was really directed at candace didn't come out and roast marshmallows and make some goddamn s'mores (laughs) so robin also told giselle that she had been talking to sharice about the whole about the blogs regarding michael and ashley And then Robin says that she thought that she sent the article to Sharice, but she actually sent it by accident to Ashley's ass. And so Robin says she felt bad when she noticed that she sent the article to uh, Ashley instead of Sharice. So she stated she pretty much followed it up and stated, you know, hey, girl, what do you want us to do with this? Now, Robin. My roar. girl, your moral compass is way better than mine will ever, 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 ever be. Because the way Ashley came for your ass on the first Yo. season and googled your ass on the first season of the, uh, the goddamn show. And um, told everybody that you and Juan had 50 cent combined in y'all's bank account. <laughs> and the next season, the next episode, or the next, the next season, she kept her goddamn foot on your neck constantly <laughs> asking you questions about your relationship with Juan why you putting up with him, why y'all living together, why you still on him. She just uh went on and on and on with that bullshit and just kept like constantly harassing you child the entire season I personally wouldn't give two fucks about her Michael or they goddamn feelings
1: <laughs> that's
0: just me then I guess we see Wendy honey girl, you telling us that you ain't gonna return to teaching at John Hopkins. I guess that's a segue into you saying that you wanna do nothing else but be a, but be on this show permanently. Yeah, um, be a professional so, housewife. Yeah, you showing us that you got book sense within four degrees, but you don't have not the first goddamn piece of common sense. Cause ain't no way I would, you know, but then again, how can you be on this ratchet ass show and then be teaching <laughs> the kids down to John Hopkins? So I guess I, I I don't know.
2: Wendy, I got four degrees.
0: Yes, and then we see Monique and Chris. They take baby Chase out for a little walk. And then just like Reggie was saying earlier Monique tells Chris that she Has only sold 20 tickets Out of 300 for that live podcast Chris tells her she needs To cut back a bit because the $200,000 that she has Spent doesn't make sense Because she's not seeing a return on her Investment you know in the words Of old Miss Robbie honey we gonna We gotta send out prayers for her <laughs> um, You know if it don't Make dollars used to tell Tim all the time If it don't make dollars it don't make that sense.
2: Well, now, in Tim's case, just kill a body.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, I'll stumble need details. Chris that Candace has dropped out of being a part of the event honey um, <laughs> she ain't on the panel no more and then she starts calling Candace all kind of names honey she unprofessional she's selfish Um, Candace states I mean Monique states that Candace didn't take into consideration to listen to this and listen how to, listen how simple this sounds Candace didn't take into consideration the few hundred dollars that she would have to spend to reprint to reprint the 500 flyers. That has her picture all over them First off Monique What's two to three hundred dollars to reprint some flyers when you have spent two hundred thousand dollars as you say on overhead and sign up costs and then the state you spend another eight thousand in salaries trying to pay these people down to like Reggie said, that meetup place that's <laughs> like actually the the conference room in somebody's loft apartment building exactly but anyway you well, know, I, I guess for me, I would think that you would be more worried about trying to sell the remaining 280 tickets that you need to sell and worry about them goddamn flyers with Candace picture all over a little bit later.
2: Exactly. And, I mean, uh, um, Aretha Franklin wasn't at Whitney's funeral when she was all up in the program.
0: <laughs> and again, you know the show must go on. Yes. <laughs> and, and again, why is Candace Again, I'm gonna ask you again. Why is Candace on this panel? A, when she's not a mother, you can't stand a bitch. According <laughs> to you, she's sneaky. Y'all's friendship was only surface level, and there is this constant, this constant dig. Once again, about you know the honeymoon phase and what <laughs> yeah. could she add. You know because they never, her and Chris never went on a honeymoon. And again, you knew all of this prior. About her not going on the honeymoon and all this stuff. You knew all of this prior to you having an issue with her. So it seems to me that if Candace was so toxic, you would have cut her from your event. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shout out to <laughs>
0: Patricia Scott. Before she had the opportunity to embarrass your ass on national TV and drop out, you know if you don't fuck with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you don't fuck with her, why would you even want her at your event? <laughs> I, I don't understand. And Monique that's that goddamn slip again, showing. Yes. And so then, you know, we we see Ashley with her mother and her sister. They shopping for her sister's homecoming dress, and um, Ashley's mother is telling Ashley that Michael ain't shit. But you see, that mama ain't want to give give Ashley too much because she know her daughter needed needed a new homecoming dress. And if she (laughs) took too much cash money shit, her ass be right back to living under a goddamn bridge or being next door neighbors with Oscar the Grouch again. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, she didn't get you too much. You know, she told her mama, you know, I ain't scared to leave them. I done left them before. Mm. So, you know, we're going to skate through this. Robin talked to her parents about one and, and buying another home. You know, her dad, he was kind of like my mama, bitch. We glad you happy. We glad you with love. <laughs> um, You know, we don't give a shit what you do as long as you know that I'm not paying for another goddamn wedding.
1: Right. So,
0: you <laughs> know, we skate on past that and they're ready. And you, you said this earlier. I told you last night we won't gonna get but a little piece and I mean a little piece of this good dragon until like five minutes before ten. You guys know that the show comes on at nine o'clock, and five minutes before ten is when the, when all hell broke news. Yeah. So y'all know hell Andrea <laughs> Cohen. And, or and Disha is regular, like <laughs> um, and Bravo they shady as fuck because something some, I think they say Real Housewives may not even come on next Sunday. I think they're stating that if you Google it, episode 10 is not supposed to come on to October the 4th, See. so you know. So Giselle, the lady star, that Tissy rolled on into this wine tasting <laughs> that Giselle is throwing to celebrate her literary award. Now I am still not sure and not for certain how Gine- how Giselle won this award against Eric Jerome Dickey, Terry McMillan, Zora Neil Hurston, Janet <laughs> Baldwin and Tony Morrison writing about writing a book about J Maul. Yeah, and then
2: getting back with J Yeah,
0: so well, please explain this shit to me. <laughs> um, so I, but I guess we'll never know why the cage bird sings. Um, huh?
1: <laughs> so
0: anyway. Ashley strolls on in, and then she slips up and says that her and Michael, you know, are trying to conceive, and she obviously has conceived because she's announced that she is having her second old baby. <laughs> um, she's pregnant. I think she due in February, so she's pregnant. Yeah. Um... So anyway, she also tells this bogus story about what happened with Michael and this woman in this hotel room, and then she low key tells the lady about her entanglement situation. They asking questions. Went to standing there with her mouth wide open with them long ass lashes on.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Karen, Karen just looking, shaking her head. Monique, you know. And again, you know, Monique. Now you sending Ashley articles and all this shit and sending her the blogs, but then you went off on candace for stating you know for for candace doing the same thing and telling her about these text messages and she need to leave people's marriages alone again you wanted it with this bitch and you've been wanting it with this bitch ever since you told her last season that you was gonna drag her pregnant and all yes so somehow the conversation switched to monique and candace and Monique and Candace started dig and jab at each other. Candace knew Monique was salty about the fact that she dropped off that um dropped off that panel um for that live podcast. And then Candace, in true Candace fashion, she made a snide comment about cancellations being just what they are.
1: <laughs> and so
0: she, you know, pretty much she was. I don't know if anybody else caught this, but right. she was basically insinuating not only did um not only um did she cancel out of that podcast but she (laughs) pretty much canceled her friendship with monique Mm -hmm. um again so then monique responded um you know i'm gonna leave her where she is and that's way back then she was kind of pointing the thumb way to the back and stuff like that so giselle says um you know giselle says um you know, she's standing there ready to get it started. She grinning with them green ass, honey. She is grinning like the Grinch and shit like that. <laughs> so she says, what's the issue between you two? Again, and she's standing there you know, snickering and shit. Um, You know, Candace says, I meant what I said. You know, I love Monique, even when she pretends to be asleep. And so Monique says, girl, I'm always, well, Candace (laughs) nah bitch, nah bitch, that ain't what the fuck I meant. Let me clarify for you. When I left that goddamn lake house, you pretended to be asleep so you wouldn't have to say goodbye to me. And Monique stated, you know, I'm going to say this to you, Monique. I don't care what the fuck you say or anyone else says. You were not asleep. You showed your entire black ass that whole weekend yes. while they was there. You have been like I stated. You have been sitting already for that girl with that girl. You were pissed with her. You all had just um. You all had get, you all had just had a disagreement, and you made the comment when they were singing happy birthday to you that she was nowhere around when they sang happy birthday to you because y'all had got into it, and so um you thought that she purposely was trying to say, you know, fuck your birthday, and basically, she caught you, she basically walked in and caught you saying, oh, she's probably gone, she's probably packing up your stuff. Remember, she came down was like, no, she's right here, she's right here, so I guess, yo, in return, you know, you said, you know, your fuck you payback to her was when you leave, I'm just pretend like I'm asleep. So yeah. I won't have to say shit else to you, despite the fact that everyone else that left literally right before her and Chris, you know, you, you were woke. You said goodbye to them. You gave them hoods, kisses. You said your goodbyes and sent them on their way. So Monique then says, you don't know what I went through to get the house ready. And then she says, well, you wouldn't understand because you're not a mom. So again, you know, Candace says, are you mom shaming? And so she says, well, am <laughs> my mom shaming? And you're not even a mom. Monique, <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you again, bitch. Yeah. Now, all you do is brag about the staff and the team, the team full of people that you coordinate every facet and detail of you and Chris's life. So, you didn't do much. So, you know, my thing is, girl, you ain't really do much to get prepared. And when you, Karen, and Giselle got to that house, there was already, you know, a team of people waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? There was already a team of people waiting on y'all. So, waiting there to serve you guys. You know, mind you, the only thing I saw your ass cook was them oily ass pancakes. <laughs> so, um, the entire time y'all was there. So, the Q... Queue- which was the chef he prepared a meal for y'all the first night the second night or the second day during the day y'all ate pizza then y'all went to that joe's crab shack and (laughs) stayed on that night and then chris which you was pissed about that he had food catered for your birthday because you was pissed because you wanted him to grill so what did you do exactly besides put some icing on some cinnamon buns that you popped (laughs) in the oven and um you know worried the dog shit out of all them girls about coming outside and getting mm. in front of that fire pit and <laughs> roasting marshmallows and making s'mores and shit what the fuck else did you do so yeah. you know again I, I'm I'm telling you some somebody, somebody is off this season so you know again they begin, they started talking over top of each other and then Monique says I didn't have an issue with her until you she started pointing to Giselle Giselle sitting up there looking she says until you brought me back information that my friend that i didn't know about my friend candace got to twirling around and hollering and screaming she picked up a knife and started banging it against <laughs> the glass when did you know when to grab the um the, the, knife on the like, you, you know so um then they both basically started you know, talking with their hands, and you know, I, you know, I, I get it because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a only telling bitch one time. Don't put your hands up. Get your hands out my goddamn face, or else we gonna really have a problem. So it was a lot of, um, you know, it was a lot of that going on. It was a lot of get your hands out my face. You put your hands in my face first, type shit. Candace says, "What you gonna do? Drag me?" Monique starts flipping Candace's wig, saying, "You want me to? Do you want me to drag you? Do you want me?" To too. Looks like Monique pulls Candice by that hair. And then you can hear Karen hollering and screaming, saying, Monique, get off of her. And then the screen is black and it stays to be continued. That type of situation going on. Yes. And if so, you
2: need a little refresher, real quick, let me get a little refresher, real quick. So,
0: hey, lady, I'm do all that. Because, Go ahead. Keep spinning. keep spinning. Keep spinning. Yeah, What's all you dollars yeah, in a, a minute, second? What's are you whole dollars in a second. Girl, a second? Girl, I'm bored. Keep I'm sleep. bored. I'm, I'm sleep I'm bored watching you. I'm spinning around. Come I'm on, sleep. leopard. I'm, I'm a sleep. leopard. See a pet? I'm sleep. Your, sleep. Pet. Go go ahead. Ahead. Keep spinning. It's more go than ahead. you, girl. And I'm sleep. because I'm bored. Because you make a head that don't make no damn thing of nothing. You don't want to You can go You can go on the You can hear my face. You hear my face.
1: You let to go. You
0: want to oh, me? You want to me, oh, me? You want me? So, you know, I will say this, you know, last season and maybe the season for that, I, I was, I I really like Monique and I do like her now still, but I am seeing a side of her that I do not like. Um, And I'm really, really surprised because especially last season, where we all thought that it was Candace, we all could agree that we thought that Candace was very childish, Mm -hmm. you know, she was like a 14 year old in a 30 year old body. Now we're starting to see that, you know, again, I feel like even... You know, even if she, even if Monique had an issue with Candace and this whole Sharice thing and yeah, Sharice, her befriending Sharice, Sharice coming to her, um, her, um, anniversary party, because according to Candace, and we did, you know, catch the Watch What Happens live last night with, um, Candace and, um, what was the Michael Rappaport, mm-hmm. um, you know, according to Candace, she did invite. Sharice um, to the wedding as well but Sharice didn't go but you know even if that were the case why didn't you just have a conversation with the girl you know like I said I think we are starting to see a lot of things kind of unravel with Monique you know and again you know nobody's perfect nobody's life is perfect nobody's marriage is perfect you know everybody has something some flaws something some issue you know what I'm saying
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm just, but I was rather taken back by her last week, that last week, how she acted a complete and utter ass fool about those girls not coming out and doing her s'mores. And when I watched the episode again yesterday before the 9 o'clock episode came on, she does have this thing where if she does, like Robin said, you do have this issue with control and you want everybody to do what you want to do. And I'm talking about Monique, not Candace. Mm -hmm. You want everybody to do what you want them to do in the way that you want them to do it. And that trip, and again, you know, you talking about you don't know what I had to do to prepare. I will relax one of them bitches say that was boring. (laughs) Y'all didn't do shit. Right y'all got on some paddle boats y'all went fishing y'all ate some pizza y'all were bored to the point that y'all had to make up something to do which was have that you know that pretend fashion show and pageant because y'all didn't have anything else to do but again because you wanted it on your terms and what you wanted them to do so you brought them there to do absolutely nothing you know what i'm saying i just i was really taken back by the way she acted and i really thought that she was way more mature than that I thought that she you know was definitely better than that but you know mm-hmm. I'm starting to see you know a, a side to her that I just don't like or whatever Um, you know last year you know she really shamed Monique for you know acting childish you know and immature and it seems like you're doing the very thing that you accused her of
2: and mm-hmm. Like you can't even plan the um a podcast live event. I'm gonna trust you to plan the house party, you can't even plan the trip. So, like you said, some Monique definitely shown her slip this season for sure, and we not even finished off the season yet. And she like just things about her, like you said, I always had a nice feeling towards Monique, but especially this season, things seem a little off. I don't know if the you know the guilt is starting to eat at her a little bit allegedly. Um, with the trainer or something because oh, she know it's out in the streets now so now she got to try to like,
0: mm-hmm. steal everything and then let me and then a lot of people were stating this they don't understand why she hasn't directed her anger with G, to Giselle but you guys have to remember when they take this just she doesn't know you see what I'm saying when they mm-hmm. take this, she did not know that Giselle was in those confessionals making those comments got she's you. not going to know she doesn't she sees it when we see it you yes. see what I'm saying so now that she <laughs> She, now she knows that Giselle was in the confessional, kept making those comments. We've heard every single, you know what I'm saying? They played it every single episode about, you know, word on the curve is, yeah, and, yeah was getting a little too comfortable <laughs> with her trainer and big boy. <laughs> we've seen that every single episode but at the time when they were filming Monique didn't know that so she can't direct her anger towards Giselle but she was a fool if she ever trusted Giselle in any way in the first place but she states that she's never really trusted Giselle but I was just I'm just really really taken back by her behavior like you said I don't know if there is something else you know going on or whatever. And mm. then I guess, you know, she made some comments, I guess, that, you know, maybe Chris sees her as only, you know, something to, you know, something to do. Right. Or, or whatever. But see, you know, again, and, I t- <laughs> and I've told y'all before, in other episodes past, when things like that happen, bitch, everything comes with a motherfucking price. Exactly. so you know you know why you marry him it may not have been the, the you know what i'm saying you may have grown to love him but everybody know that you didn't marry that man because you thought that he was attractive everybody knows that or oh, whatever And you probably didn't love you probably grew to love him as time went on but you know everything comes with a price so when you have your own intentions people treat you like you had your own intentions maybe he see you as something to do didn't know because maybe your intentions initially didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Like mean,
0: you know, and every you know, everything everything comes with a price.
2: Right. You were on payroll to begin with, so you know, but and then with this bird, too, I mean, the bird been throwing me off. So I'm like, okay, she's going through something. Cause why you keep walking around with the keep, bird?
0: She keep getting out. I think it's done got out two or three times. And I'm talking about <laughs> in real, real life. And she yeah. making these videos. Now he back. He done flew back home. Then in the next two, three days, he gone again. And they can't find him and all this other stuff. So, yeah, it's just some, you know. And, and again, child, it's, it's not paying you, you know, not painting you in the best light, but you know, everybody and then, but everybody gets it, you know what I'm saying. Also, mm-hmm. everybody gets it every season, you know. So. It, was, it was Ashley last season, you know, um, it was Robin first season, so
2: yeah, Karen well, was second season when they were cut trying to find her, With house. The
0: ta- yeah, and them taxes and all that other stuff, yeah. um. You know Sharice and her and her ex husband and all the foolishness they had going on. Um. So you know it is what it is. And then Karen, um, and Lunel, you you guys know I love Lunel. and Karen is also one of my favorites. They did a um live together. I don't know if you saw it. It was cute.
1: Uh,
0: uh-uh. So uh huh, where Lunel actually interviewed Karen? Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah call me some Lunel too.
0: Yeah,
1: Anyone
2: but going to talk about um, is Karen finished with her little uh, storyline about her Ray not touching her no more?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> well, I think so because we have you know there's a part of the preview where um. They seem to maybe have a heated discussion, and remember she walks off and says something like under her breath, like "I should have left a long time ago." So we haven't seen that yet.
2: Yeah, her over that taking all them shots last
0: week. It's sick. It did walk around with a gingerbread sick as hell. Yes. So you guys weigh in, tell us what you think. Um, we have missed a lot. Um, I guess since we've been gone, several mm-hmm. things. Uh, um, we really haven't touched the Tamar and David. Um at a festo, or however you say his last name um you know maybe we'll review uh
2: get your life next week or you know, this week. Well, whenever come on
0: <laughs> which is just like watching the episode of being bobby Brown, right <laughs> Oh no, we... with
2: a sun visor we got a sun visor except instead of a sun visor we got a toupee
0: yes that bang thing child bang.
1: Bang. So, But um...
0: yeah so you know um Chad did Mister David uh, Chad. Candle so, Westman,
2: himself. what you say? I said the Candle Westman himself.
0: Yeah, so you know maybe we'll review that. Um, what else we did? We miss um <laughs> Miss Robbie and that whole Tim situation. Yes, you guys, definitely keep Miss Robbie in your thoughts and in your prayers. Chad Tim done did a number on yep. her. Uh, yeah oh so, um and
2: definitely the number on that nephew but we just want to make sure that miss robbie is protecting our prayers so that she won't be hitting us so um
0: somebody kind of say she i don't know kind of looking like she kind of didn't believe it and you know what i'm saying so um so i, I don't know <laughs> but definitely so you know we may um Look at get your life, and then we may weigh in on all this foolery and fuckery with um, you know Tamar and David, and break all those text messages down and those things. Um, so you know I've read something today where it stated that they had some pictures of David with some woman That the woman looked like Tamar to me, but they said he was with some bald head woman. I was with the bald head <laughs> woman, that looked like Tamar. but some woman he supposedly was cheating on and Tamar found out, um, cheating on Tamar with and Tamar found out about it. So, you know, but there's been just a whole lot of different things, yeah. um, surrounding this whole situation but you know again maybe we will review get your life um on thursday and then try to break down this whole situation and talk about that
2: yes because a lot to talk about for sure but just let you all know too uh like when said let us know what you think about potomac in this episode and we will uh potomac doesn't come back until october 4th at 9 p.m on sunday everybody told
0: so y'all
2: we are out for a week But of course, they're going to build the hype up for October 4th, everybody. So October 4th at 9 o'clock p.m let's see who got dragged and why Candace had which
0: the y'all already <laughs> know this is gonna be like a love and hip hop fight so you guys on the screen is gonna go black you are gonna see yeah. the camera shaking and turning upside down you are gonna see yeah. a bunch of yelling and screaming <laughs> you may see one or two hair pulls but you guys saw that tonight or- for her? yeah so you may not even see that anymore and that's gonna be it or whatever yeah. so but yeah I'm, I'm not sure why it's skipping the week it ain't like the Grammy's on the Emmys was last Sunday. It was yesterday, and they played that while the Emmys was on. it. they like the Tonys on the Golden Globe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hey, I'm not sure, you know. but this is something that um, old shady andrea honey, and Bravo, and what is it? Prove is a pop, honey. They didn't yeah. that child up there that hype child up for this fight.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So we're gonna see, cause like we said, we talked about this fight on FNL a long time ago. So. We know what you know what happened out of it. You know, Candace filed a police report and everything like that. But and then we Dean know-
0: will, uh, foul one back against her. Yeah. And now Candace is, you know, I haven't heard any more since the whole threatening came down. But they said she threatened pretty much that if Monique was, um, you know, on the um, next season, she definitely would not be back, honey. So we hope that go-go track sale. In case you don't come back, honey, and like I told you, you better go ahead and remix that happy birthday, bitch, because you get- <laughs> go ahead and turn that into a go-go track as well
1: because
0: you know I saw a live that Monique did and this was several several weeks ago it's probably been a month or so ago and she was telling somebody honey she had thought about not coming back but then she thought about it she gonna come on back because it's just gonna make you bitches even jealous of her and even more mad at her so um she gonna come on back just to get under Giselle and Robin, (laughs) and that's what she said
2: yeah get their ass back for um you know, teaming up with um the enemies, but at the same time you did your dirt and the um shit then you dirt very lonesome and I had everybody looking at you in the streets all crazy because now you're in this situation.
0: <laughs> the latest you bitch know. you was in and you was dancing to the pole when you were showing your panties.
2: Yes, like you were Mississippi or um Mercedes on the pole at the pink. So shout <laughs> yeah, the Pussy Valley.
0: So, <laughs> and your friend was up the cliff for trying to get your ass together. And she didn't even say, bitch, you had no thong. She said, your panties.
2: Yes, your yeah, pants. So, you know, your mother, you got panties on, and your panties are showing out in these streets like that, and um, the streets of D.C. and Potomac and whatnot. And made but, her
0: service to the point she had to call your husband. Yes. <laughs> said, what would you do at that club? <laughs>
1: yes.
0: And then my thing is, bitch, you ain't no young thing. You know what I'm saying? I can see. You know, if you was in your twenties, in your early twenties, but you was in your mid thirties. I think I'm older than her, but, but you was in your mid thirties, cutting up and showing your panties.
2: Yes, it's what's the street? It's a street because of club in DC. It's a ass <laughs> club. The name of that club?
0: Is Dreams still open. They used to be the look. Club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you was in there. I don't even think at at thirty years old or even thirty two. I was in the club showing my goddamn panties and thongs. <laughs> How drunk was you?
2: Right. What the hell were you drinking? Goodness, that brown juice. But um, <laughs> down at the go go showing your panties and your ass like at the paint. But so everyone um. So that's Potomac again comes back October 4th at 9 p.m. on Bravo. And we'll see this beat down between Candice and um Monique and
0: that? I already told you what y'all gonna see <laughs>
2: yeah. gonna
0: dark. The camera go shake, turn upside down. Y'all gonna hear a little bit of yelling and screaming.
2: And then it's gonna
0: and y'all saw the glass, the dishes breaking the nail. Yeah.
2: Now, knowing Bravo, it could be go any other way, too. They could show that scene then they go to what happened next week or the week after that, and then they'll come back to that scene at the end of the show to show the actual fight. Yeah. You know how they do.
0: Yeah, at the five minutes and ten. Yes. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out where was them places and stuff coming from. Like y'all was in Greece somewhere because according <laughs> to Ashley, y'all ain't had no food there. She was hungry because she said, she said, well, we're going to get some food. I'm hungry. Where yes. was all these places that fly from?
2: Yes, and Karen said y'all could have there for this shit. So, yes.
0: and did, what, what, did you see the white people that were sitting <laughs> when they're back in the back in the in and looking at there when they mouth wide open? Yes.
2: You guys <laughs> <laughs> out here looking crazy. You already know the Virginia and you trying to look make us look crazy at the barn.
0: Yeah, I was like, where is this place coming from? Because according to Ashley, y'all ain't get the Giselle, ain't get y'all nothing to eat.
2: Right. It's chipped for a piece of cheese. But at the same time, y'all fighting in the barn. We used to have to work in the barn. Now we get invited in the barn to have nice meals, and y'all acting up in the barn.
0: And y'all in there cutting up, hollering and screaming.
2: Now, one of the wines did sound good, though. It was the wine that was the midst of the white and the red. Yeah. Mm. And
0: they <laughs> flipped the hair. Did you want me to drag you? Do you want me to drag you? <laughs>
2: Goodness. But anyways, everyone, so that is what we're watching with F and L. This is Doc. That's Monique. And y'all can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Now I don't know if Google changed their name or something. I think Google I don't know what's happening with Google. But if y'all can find it on Google, then y'all find it on Google. But apparently I don't know if Google changed it YouTube music or something, but Something in the Google Universe is changing their name, so y'all look for it on there because that's Monique's platform of choice. I don't know if she's getting it, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: and on Anchor, and you could catch us, um, me at Mister Doc and Mar D O C on Instagram, Mister Doc on Twitter. Monique is at Cookie Love 1980 on Twitter and Bad News Doll.
1: 1980.
2: 1980 on um. Instagram. <laughs> And that's why I keep forgetting to call you Bad News Dog, because we haven't done the show since April. Bad News Dog here is on the show, everybody. Yes. Um, so you got an Asian Dog, you got black <laughs> Dog, and you got Bad News Dog.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: but we will check you all for the next episode, and like I said, people, we are going to do an official FNL radio where we're going to tell y'all about our summer and all that good stuff and bring y'all back into the FNL world. But this is nice, a nice little reintroduction in a sense, you know. We uh, haven't done a show since the summertime, uh, cause we'll be quarantined, and y'all out here still bit, bit, bit uh, with big grown in these streets.
0: And we gotta do something, cause my child is telling me that he got more followers than me. His show <laughs> is more lit than me, and you know he said that that <laughs> outro that he wants you to play.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna uh, give Jaden his little outro credits on the show. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and y'all uh, subscribe to the channel as well and subscribe to the podcast on the podcast platforms I mentioned and we will check y'all next time people so y'all have a good rest of y'all we stay masked up don't bust your heads with bottles
0: people use your motherfucking words use your goddamn words we see tonight this was a prime example <laughs> of nobody using their words <laughs> last night
2: Yes, some people getting dragged in the barn with wine glasses and plates falling on the floor <laughs> so <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll check y'all later. Peace.
0: Good night.